Hello and welcome to Talk Tales, a comedy podcast exploring stories from behind and beyond the bar. We're your hosts, I'm Shauna. And I'm Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. Okay, so things, you know, changes to things, well, like we talked about last week. Uh, I'm, like, situated in the new bar at Everbar. How's your situation going? It's going. Uh, they're still going through the little growing pains and such, but it's still pretty fun, and we're having a blast, so... Awesome. Amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited. Like, uh, it seems like it's going to be a good gig. The team over there is amazing. Uh, the the scenery is amazing. It's a hotel. You can see new faces, travelers, people all over the world. The dude from 98 Degrees was in last night. I don't know his name. Mr. 98 himself? <laughs> yeah, Mr. 98. <laughs> he was on fire. Mm-hmm. Almost. Not quite, but... Uh, <laughs> as far as temperature goes. <laughs> it's a 98. But, it's a temperature uh, yeah, I mean, it's a chill space. It's so cool. It's like uh, I'm learning the cocktails. Uh, it's just a matter of like gearing my brain into this whole new scenery, which is great. But that doesn't leave me out of an old story that I have <laughs> in my mind. It's not that old. It's a couple weeks old. It's like one of the last uh, crazy things that happened to me, I guess, when before I left Kohl's. Mm-hmm. So basically, this one breaks down to is we're working and you start noticing kind of a commotion outside from the windows from the bar. So like the bar faces the windows to the outside street level, basically. And so of course, when there's a commotion, you notice a commotion. So I go, Oh, what's the commotion? Somebody walks around the bar. I can't remember who it was and was like, there's a naked lady out there. I'm like, of course there is. <laughs> of course there's a naked lady out there. Right. Like outside or in the, in the dining area. Just totally. Oh, wait, I think originally she wasn't naked. Was she originally naked? She, she had her boobies out. Uh. She had full boobs out. And then she decided to take everything else off. And our security guard is like watching all this and kind of being like, Arr. and I'm like, uh, okay, we need like, you guys good. We should get her out of here. Right. Or like, do you guys need me to call anyone? Like, and the security guards kind of like chuckling, which I'm like, uh, sir, we should probably call the sick, like, you know, somebody if like, you're not going to do it. Call somebody who will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, okay, nine one one or like the security helpline that we have downtown or like maybe a mental health line. I don't know. There's so many things that you should probably do rather than just kind of chuckle at this naked lady. And so I asked him, I'm like, okay, do you want me to call nine one one? And he's like, no, she, I think she's harmless. <laughs> I'm like, she's fully naked. <laughs> <laughs> She's and harmless, she, but it's not the point. And she's also a yeah. bit irate, too. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I know this is not going to just be one of those situations that are like she walks on her way and then yeah. like she nothing. apologizes, yeah. puts her clothes on, tips you $20 and walks out. It's yeah. not going to be like that. There's no fucking way. So sure enough, next thing you know, she comes down the steps to try to get into the bar. And the security guard at this point is wanting to do something and to keep her out of the bar, which, of course, you can't have the lady come into the bar. She's naked. So he like, what she, he, okay, so she tries to open the door. The security guard like grabs the door, but she's naked. So he doesn't want to touch her. <laughs> and so he's kind of like poking her in the sternum, like, like pushing her back with one finger. Like, stop it. Like, <laughs> which I don't even know if women have sternums. Do they? Yeah, it's like a, I'm pretty sure you do. It's like a human thing, not a gender situation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to have to look this up. Facts, baby. So anyways, he pokes her in the possible sternum, like pushing her away with one finger. Women, possible sternums? <laughs> I don't know if she has a sternum. <laughs> 
Do you? You should know this stuff. I don't know if I have a sternum. I don't know about my body. What do All you right. Mean? Can somebody look this up? Does women have sternums? I feel like we don't. You definitely do. It's like a plate. Oh, shop. It's like a plate in your like, che- yeah, it's like, like a, your chest. Your chest plate. Guard. I don't have a chest plate. I'm, t- I'm okay. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> just for Anyway, go on. Continue while I consult. He, 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 okay. So he's touching her like right above her boobies, right? Like with one <laughs> finger. Like because he can't like shove her out because she has her full tits out. So that'd be like, dude, I can't like, you know. Anyways, so he does do the job and keeps her out of the bar. But then what is not foreseen is that he gets her back up on the street level and she's kind of freaking out, right? Because, you know, she's having a meltdown of sorts. And then this random dude who happens to be like this older gentleman that hangs out at Cole's, who's like a regular, he walks by at the wrong time with the cell phone out in his hand. And in the debacle, she like attacks him. Jeez. (laughs) And then he kind of like, oh, it's like freaks out. And then the security guard gets him off of her or her off of him. And then he kind of goes on his way or he comes back in and like gets a glass of water and goes on his way. And she gets out of there. And then I have no idea what happened to her. We tried to fi- like call a helpline to see if anyone can help her out like with mental health. And they didn't answer. <laughs> oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> The police didn't answer either. So yeah, it was a whole thing. Oh, it's and Coles so, again. So I have no <laughs> idea where she ended up going, but it probably didn't end up in a good place. But anyway, so this dude that got in the debacle with her ends up showing back up at Coles later. And he's like, do you have my phone? Have you seen my cell phone? We're like, no, no cell phone. And so he like leaves, goes to his office, like starts retracing the steps. And he comes back a while later again. And he's like, did you find the cell phone? We're like, no. We're like, dude, did that lady like knock your cell phone out of your hand? Like is it on the street? And he's like, I, he's like, I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe. And, and I was like, well, let's do find your iPhone. So I went on my phone to find my iPhone and we found it. It was like a block and a half down in Skid Row. <laughs> And at this point, he's wondering how, how committed he's going to be. Well, so then I was like, dude, you should go get your phone. <laughs> and then our bar back, uh, Logan at the time, was like, I'll go help him. I'm like, Logan, bring this. I threw the little mini bat at him that we keep the keys on. I'm like, don't go to Skid Row trying to get a phone without a mini bat, dude. <laughs> and then Riley, uh, my coworker, was like, uh, Shana, should I go with them? I'm like, yes, Riley. Yes, you should. Go, <laughs> go. And so they went off on a crusade to get this phone back. And I like handled the bar. Uh, and then they took my phone. And so I was like, oh, good God, please don't lose my phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just walk, they're like, they come back with no had, clothes on. Yeah, like, we got it wrong. Because they had to like use my phone to find his phone. And so they went off like deep into Skid Row like to find it. They were gone for a while. And so I was like bartending, hand, like hang, holding down the ship, you know. And then next thing you know, I, Riley comes back and he's like, oh, they got it. I'm like, what do you mean they got it? And I'm like, where's my phone? And he's like, well, he's like, wait, now I'm forgetting the, the. Oh, and so he's like, well, we pinged it and we found a group of guys that were hanging around the corner where the phone was. And we knew had the phone. And so they're like, we probably shouldn't go into this, these group of guys to get this phone because they're probably rough and tumble. And so they found a police officer to go get the phone. And then, but they already pinged it. So the, the, the guys who had the phone knew that it was being pinged. And so then they turned the phone off and then the cop didn't do anything. And they oh, didn't so get they, the phone back. Oh, so they, lost, they just lost the phone. They lost the phone. But then the, the regular dude on his way back, walking back, he was like, 
oh, it's okay. I'll just get a new phone tomorrow, new iPhone tomorrow. We're like, so this wasn't even a big deal for you? (laughs) (laughs) They risked their lives to get this phone back. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so he came back in the next day and he was like, I got a new phone. (laughs) And then he left. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for telling us. (laughs) Yeah. It was wild. What a ridiculous thing. I know. Was he filming her? Is that why she knocked it out of his hand? What was the No, no. He was just walking by and she she just just like attacked him. Yeah. Oh, oh, like literally like was like in his face. Okay. I thought it was more I thought she like It was like a random act of like a random attack. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. He he did he had a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously not that bad because he was not necessarily crying over his phone. And he got a new phone. He's a nice he's a super nice guy. I, I I don't think anyone should steal people's phones. No, obviously. <laughs> I, don't, I can't think of a moment that that should happen. Yeah. But, you know, that's downtown. That, I mean, that's everywhere. Whatever. Shit happens. But no one got hurt. That's it good. was an interesting story. And I thought I would share that one. Nice. Well, there you go. <laughs> but you know what else we should share? What? Our guests. Yes. Let's do it. With the world. With the world. As are the, the tentacles of talk tales as they reach. <laughs> that, that's what we are? Yeah. We're well, like I'm not little, saying we are that. We're like just, a octopod, we, We're worldwide. Uh, we got to be worldwide. That's, we're a pod. Octopod. It's an octopus. We're o- octopodcast. There you go. Either way. Dude, we'll everyone's minds just went crazy. <laughs> oh, Octopodcast, here we go. Without further ado, we are going to introduce our guest. And I am so excited because... He is amazing. And that's like pure fact, guys. Pure fact. True story is amazing. So, Josue Romero, thank you for coming on Talk Tales. And I can't wait to talk some tales. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, Josue has just returned from Tales of the Cocktail. So, uh, any audio of the vocal cords (laughs) that might be of raspiness. We all, anyone who's been to Tales, we all know where, where you've been. Yeah, I left my voice on Bourbon Street and oh, going back to it. Yeah. Oh, it's probably just kind of still hanging out in all the clubs and bars down there, right? That sounds all right. Still, still in Bourbon. Eventually, <laughs> eventually it, co- it will come back. Thank you for having me here today. No, Appreciate of course. It. Of oh, course. Uh, leaving your voice on Bourbon Street. I wonder how many, I feel That's like that good. happens probably a, often. I mean, I live, I live my dignity in many places, but my voice is the first time I think <laughs> <laughs> I left it somewhere. <laughs> um, so anyone who does not know by your given name, Sway, you may have seen you on the Instagrams with the tag, the garnish guy, mm-hmm. right? That'd be the one. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're really excited to have you cause you influence me. You influence me. <laughs> you influence the, the cocktail, cocktail community. community. Oh, yes. Thank you. There we go. Whoa, there man. we go. High five on that one. <laughs> we're connected. That was great, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate so, it. So yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for like putting yourself out there and like giving everyone some inspiration and, and you, you have such great energy and, and your cocktails are fantastic. So who is the garnish guy? Who are you? Who am I? Well, um, so I'm uh, Venezuelan originally. Moved to the U.S. Uh, when I was probably uh, 17. Went to school, Orlando, UCF. Went to school for finance. Yeah, so uh, I started bartending when I was in college. You know, it was like college bars, clubs, some strip clubs here and there. Nice. <laughs> the whole trifecta. Um, you bartended in strip clubs? I did. I, only one, actually. Only one. That's but, amazing. Yeah, I work in a gay bar. So, uh, yeah, I think that gay bar alone paid for my whole college tuition, which was mm-hmm. great. So when I graduated college, I left the industry 
for a while. Um, I found my day job. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all set for life. So I worked for NASA, Cape Canaveral. It was one of the youngest employees they had. Um, worked for USA, uh, United Space Alliance, uh, Boeing, and then uh, NASA kind of recruited me. So the whole process for like three years. And I hated it. It wasn't me. I couldn't just, I couldn't be in a computer all the time in front of, you know, with the space shuttle going off is cool, but that's uh, my, the extent of it. <laughs> so, all the interim uh, yeah so yeah I went back to the industry and I said to myself you know if I'm gonna leave uh, this amazing job I need to make a career out of this I don't want to be just slinging drinks in some dungeon I want to make uh, something really good I want to get change I want to inspire I want to learn I want to grow and I want to inspire the people around me and I uh, I started you know working in cocktail bars I submerged myself in the cocktail industry by going to tales of the cocktails um, any Distillery I could go to, um, bar convent, any anywhere there was a, a, a the USBG meeting I was attending there. I wanted to like learn and grow, and that's how I started. And uh, it's been still I'm still learning, I'm still growing, you know. And uh, it's been great. So the Garnish Guy was created in the process, and initially it was just something funny and something just silly to do, and then it slowly became my career. And I, I got to travel around the world, and to many cities and many bars and many distilleries, and I get to meet amazing people who have a huge passion for this for for the industry for hospitality and just like just describes exactly what the industry that we are in is all about and why I fell in love with it in the first place. That's awesome. That's a great like birthplace for yeah. for something that reaches equal amount of people, you know. Absolutely. Like There's a huge educational component about the product itself, about about us in life and you know it's it's uh, it's been an amazing uh journey in my career and it's I'm really excited to see where it takes me. I mean, already, like, the stuff that you've gone from the day one to now, like, you've already, like, seen so much. It's amazing. We were talking upstairs about some of the places that you've traveled and the bars you've seen and the parties you've you've bartended and stuff. I mean, I mean, when you say that you made a career out of it or wanted to, you, I mean, you're there. You got that career. Like, you're doing pretty damn good there, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Pretty thank damn you, good. Thank you. I think it's been great, you know. And uh, moving to L.A. has been an amazing part of that. I have been here before, and... um I loved it. It was great, you know, meeting people and the energy that I see is just so amazing. And uh, now I'm working at Mezcal Bar, which is um, a really huge learning curve for me. You know, like I feel like the Mezcal community here, the philosophy for that matter, is huge and it has kind of actually about religion. The people that come to my bar are just so in love with the product and with the spirit for that matter. Um, I have got so many like other women that come to the bar like in the 80s and just like sit there with a copitas and they just taste the mezcal and tell me how they used to have it when they were young and like they talk about the grandpa and grandma and, and what 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 how you know how it was a huge part of their family and then at that moment you realize that you know you you never stop learning you and you have a huge connection with these people even though you just met them five seconds ago so um no, it's been it's been amazing and i'm very happy to be here wow that's pretty freaking cool man thank you like, so going from NASA to the bar world, was there one particular person that really uh, influenced you to kind of jump into the bar world? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. I have a few people. I mean, I think the hardest conversation I ever had in my life was calling my mom. And I'm like, hey, mom, mm -hmm. I'm going to NASA, but I'm going to a bar. <laughs> like, the poor woman, she aged like 20 years in that conversation. But, uh, you know, I think, like, once she actually came to, uh, I was in Floyd at the time. She came to the bar and she saw me work. And she saw a line of people outside that would wait I was an hour for just one cocktail from me. Like, she realized, oh, wow, yeah, he's not just 
pouring beer in a dungeon in the corner. It's just like he has, he's building something up and he's, people are coming and taking pictures of his cocktails and, and with him and, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just amazing. And I do have uh, a few people that in inspire me, you know, to, to grow and be better. And like, like Cesar Diaz, for example, he was the owner of one of the bars that I, where I truly first started in the, in the, in the craft cocktail world. And uh, he pretty much taught me a lot uh, from prep to success to like be humble. Like he, he pretty much in every aspect of my career, he actually guided me and helped me. And he, without him, pretty much, I don't think I'd be here. I don't think, but uh, you know, I guess throughout the journey, you get people, you meet people that, that just like are influencing you in different aspects of your career. And you just take the little things that they have to offer and you, you take it with you. And, and then you, once you grow with it, you pass it on to somebody else. And that's why we're here. That's amazing. Yeah, well said. <laughs> yeah. For sure. You're wise. I tried to. <laughs> I think because I'm sober, actually. Three of these shots of mezcala, then we get real. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everything I said was cool. However, yeah. <laughs> like, let me tell you how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but that's like, that's the industry, though. That, you yeah. know, there there's so much beauty and so much art and so much creativity and so much inspiration pulled from our industry and also like meeting people from all over the freaking world and speaking for all over the world. Like you've not only met people at your bars traveling from all over the world, you travel mm -hmm. to all over the world Correct. to bartend for everything for the most part. Yeah. I first started doing a guest shift. I feel like my first time I went to Tales, my goal was to um, schedule a different guest shift in a different city every month for the whole year. And I'm like, you know awesome. what? That's, a good thing. That's my plan. It be my first tale. That was the plan. I went on with a mission. I wanted to go and learn. I wanted to meet people. I wanted to take seminars, which, by the way, I never took any. I, <laughs> I signed up for like twenty every year. Nope, never got twenty. So <laughs> they're air. They the, are in the, the morning. Only, the only, yeah, exactly. The only seminar I go to is probably like Hoppen House or something. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> strip club. Uh, the parties. That's it. You know. Yeah. So no, I just um, and I did actually. I remember, I remember my first tale. Like I scheduled like 12 guest shifts. So every month after that, I, I was in a different city. And they were small from like, all right, from Orlando to Miami to Savannah to Charleston, Asheville, Charlotte. So I, just, I, I started like slowly growing in different states and getting farther and farther. Jeez, and then like it started getting internationally. Now, now I'm in LA and, you know, it's, 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 been, it's been amazing, you know. And now I, I, don't, I don't do as many guest shifts as, as I would like to. I am busy with a lot of projects. Uh, but I get to work with brands in so many conferences and so many seminars and so many classes. And yeah, like I, I travel with Monkey Shoulder with the Bad Monkey Lab. So I teach with them to different cities around the U.S. on garnishes, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been amazing. On garnishes. So on the name, the Garnish Guy, it's a very straight to the point name. Like it, I know who you are from that name. You know, it's really great branding as far as the name goes. When you're working with brands, do they kind of like gear you with the garnish side of everything? And is that a huge pull for your inspiration when it does come to cocktails? Is garnish like your main focus as far as, I mean, not main focus, but like where does that all tie in, I guess, is what I'm trying to understand. So my career has evolved a bit in, in that regard. It used to be like, oh, something fun and crazy and over the top. But when you make cocktails for 300 people, uh, 1,000 people, you know, okay, that doesn't fall into place as easily. So the way that I have been doing it in the last couple of years has been 
the way that the garden should have falls into place is about reusing as much of the um, products that you have as possible. So for instance, if I'm making a cocktail with pineapple juice, when I um, juice the pineapple, I use the pulp, put some uh, flour in it, bake thing, make some crackers out of that, use that as a garnish. Or you make a leather out of it for dehydrated. And use the pineapple leaves uh, to, um, you know, to garnish. So I pretty much try to reuse as many components of the, of the fruits that I use to include it in the garnish. And beyond that, to include it in actually different cocktails. So if a cocktail, if I have like five cocktails on my menu, and one of them has uh, mandarins as garnishes, I use the mandarin skin and I reduce it, boil it down, make a bitter out of it. Mm. So the idea is actually try to reduce as much as possible. It helps for the environment and it also helps for the bar in regards to coast. Amazing. So I feel like that's use all pieces. Yeah, I try to try to use as much as you can, try to incorporate as much as you can, and it means it's, it takes the extra effort, the extra work. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's all about being sustainable and giving back and, and trying to help this world, you know, save this world one sip at a time. Yeah, I'm down for that. Save the world one garnish at a time, yep. one alcoholic <laughs> drink at a time. Dude, <laughs> if if we're the ones that can do it, I don't know, you know, that'd be amazing, but. Well, yeah. I mean, what what do you like? I mean, what eighty year olds coming to that bar telling you what they were drinking back that long ago, mm-hmm. and like this is a bar that's here today, like that level. Like bars are start like started cities or were part of the start of cities and stuff like that. So it's really you know we touch a lot of people. No, it's an amazing experience. Reach a lot know? of people, maybe is the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you touch, but I, I definitely have amazing guests that come in, and you're like, I, I have this lady. She's super sweet. Um, she's here from LA. She goes to Mescalero once, twice a week. And she has a little flask with her. And every couple of weeks, it's a different, it's a different mezcal that she actually brings to try. And it's a, a lot of them actually, she goes a lot to Oaxaca all the time. So she brings you mezcal? To try, yeah. Oh, that's a, so a lot of them are um, things that, you know, fa- her family or her neighbors actually will make, but they don't sell it. They just make it for themselves or for parties and for birthdays and for wedding gifts. And yeah, I, uh, she's like, she has like so many bottles through the years of her travels that every time she comes, she gives me a little flask, a little try. And you know you could you could tell like when she when I have that little sip, it's not about me. It's about her eyes, how they're bright, like they get so bright up. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh my gosh, I want I want to know what he what he thinks about it, you know. And then I'm like, I want to make a cocktail. I'm like, no, don't make a cocktail with that. You have to sip a needle. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's it's really fun, you know. It's been great. That's um, crazy. Yeah. I mean, they probably all have like different levels of memory for her. Like, oh, I remember when this one, when this, and mm-hmm. who it was with. Like, you remember the people you sit down with and drink with. Like, well, it's about the experience, you know. Yeah. You know that also falls in the cocktail world. It's about when somebody comes in, when you have a guest in front of you. It's not about what you're making them. It's about how that you make them feel. Like, it's about having that experience because when they have that cocktail, they will remember the time they had it because you make them laugh or you make them cry because they have a good memory or, mm-hmm. or you make them think of something more special. Or you make them forget about what happened the hour prior. So it's about that amazing experience they have and that's what they're going to remember about the cocktail. And I feel like the same applies to these, you know, people that, that, that when they were growing up, you know, they had this particular soto in a wedding. They're like, you know what? I remember that. And... I mean, I don't know what I don't. I can't remember what I ate last night, but I <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I feel like they have a good memory, you know. So, oh yeah, it's about something that matters, you know. Like me eating in front of like whatever Netflix show I'm watching isn't going to be the same as me eating with like six of my friends, like after we all got out of like high school or whatever. Like we all got our IDs. <laughs> so, I was daft. It's that kind of stuff. I love that. Yeah, yeah me too. It's all Ex- about those memories and experiences. Like that's what it's about. Like mm-hmm. I think 
sharing experiences and understanding through experiences, understanding through spirits or cocktails or food ultimately is like the thing that brings humans together, like Mm -hmm. through the history of humanity. Like it really does bring people together. And those experiences are unforgettable when they're like that. What also what we're doing here on our podcast is documenting experiences. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and the hilarity that ensues because of them or like, yeah, embarrassment. Or, or, or the craziness yep. or the um, amazement or beauty or like whatever it may be. But ultimately, we come down to one big question. Yeah. Do you have any stories you'd like to tell? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I have so many stories. The bad, the ugly, the good. I mean, Jesus, like I've been to tell, I've been to tell like seven, seven times, seven years in a row. I've been robbed at gunpoint twice, different times, right up Bourbon Street. And I've been to jail twice already as well, different tells, different, different tells. So yeah, I, 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 can, I can go from that to pretty much name it. Oh, Whoa. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. So I, I opened a kind of worms right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Huh. Okay. That sounds like New Orleans in general. So, <laughs> New Orleans is a rough place. I, f- I mean, you did Tales of the Cocktail going to jail. I kind of want to know how that went down. Yep. Okay. So let's, let's start with that one. I'll tell you the, the one I remember. <laughs> let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So it was actually my first day at Tales. Uh, maybe like, Four tells ago, and you know I, ha- I have a I have a switch. Like when I'm drinking, I have a switch that once it goes off, I got it's like a tap in the shoulder. Yeah, homeboy, you're drunk. You gotta go to your hotel. Cool. And I mean, it works for me everywhere. Like I might be I might be actually at your bar, and once that switch just hits, I'd be like in mid conversation, like oh, it's awesome. Give me one second. I'll be right back. And I would just go straight out to my bed, <laughs> out to my whole house, <laughs> straight to my bed. So I call that midnight eagle. Oh, is it's an eagle, right? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I uh, my first day, I think was there was like a, a camp and a mock meetup. I always like, I've been to camp, and uh, they do like a, a camp meetup the first couple of days of tales. For listeners that don't know what camp runamuck is it is a bartending like camp mm-hmm. at, camp. at what woodford, uh, woodford no it's actually and Amok is in kentucky oh and, camp- and then uh is in kentucky and uh, it's in, like, in a campground so you actually have different camps and then you have like 150 people one yeah, 125 people that are bartenders or that in the industry and then they are from all over the u.s actually the world because they have people from canada as well in puerto rico so you're divided in cabins of five, and the way that they select these five people is based on social media. They want to make sure that you don't know anybody in your camp. You ha- you're forced to meet people and greet them and, and hang out with them. And I feel like uh, they told me I was the hardest to place because I have some people actually following me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, I was Angel's Envy. And with every cabin, a brand is a sponsor in your cabin. Oh, okay. So each cabin is sponsored by a brand. So you have Tito's and you have LeBlanc and you have Angel Semi like myself. And every cabin has a theme. So every member actually, you're in, you you talked about this for a month before uh, you go in. Every uh, cabin has a theme. So you have to dress up as that theme. And at the end of the week, you have a talent show and you have to do something together. So that in my case, we were the um, Angel Semi. So we were actually the following angels. We were a cult. And we're dressed in this, like, monk robes, nighttime, 
with like candles, and these skulls, actually real animal skulls. And we had these pentagrams that would drown the floors. So we like, we like, yeah, like falling angels. And we're trying to recruit people to go to our cabin and convert them. And at the end, at the end of the show, we also have our, our Black Sabbath tapadillo, and we actually have mm-hmm. we have a smoke actually. We have a smoke machine that every time you, we open the door of our cabin, the smoke machine will come out. Like <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole, it's a whole shebang. But so picture that every cabin has a different theme, and they, have, they dress up day and night around that theme. So, anyways, you go to three, four distillers every day from Woodford to um, in Josemby, um, I mean, Four Roses. You go to like so many. You go to you also go to the Brown Forman Cooperage. Every night is a different event. Uh, I think Crown Royale puts an event at the end of the week. It's a, a paintball. So you actually like, you go cabin against cabin, shooting at each other with paintball, and you're making a, a drink through a maze. Like, it's really, really fun. And you have a talent show at the end of the week. So it's a really, honestly, it's a, it's a, it's a I think Tales is really an exhausting week, but let's be real. Like, Cameron and Mark is just insane because you're drinking in the, in the buses or you're going through the distilleries with all these people. So, like, it's a bonding experience. Uh, you bond with each other. Like, I feel like at the end of the week, 80% people are crying. Like, it's, they, they do, like, a really cool video about us blending with each other and communing, having that communion. So it's a, it's a really cool experience. Anyways, that's Cam Brown and Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a story Sorry, I, derailed, yeah. I know that. I derailed that. That was yeah. a total story. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, so... Uh, going back to tales slash going to jail in New Orleans, <laughs> um, I uh, there was a camera up. Um, my switch went off, and I'm like, "Okay, guys, I'll be right back. I'm going outside to get some air." Mm-hmm. So I look at my phone. And I'm like, "Okay, my hotel is like six blocks or seven blocks away. I know what direction I'm going. Cool." So I started going, but halfway through, I had to pee. And oh, I'm like, no. of course, yeah, of course. And I'm like, I look around, like it's a like. Is that it was the first night hotel, so it's not many people around. It's Monday or Tuesday, and on Monday, I think it was Monday, and uh, there was no people around. And I'm like, oh, this, this one car over there, nobody's in the car, so he's gonna go ahead and be right here. And as I'm, you know, doing my business, all I heard was that like, you are going to hell. You know, I'm half drunk, so I'm like, go oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I didn't realize at the time, at the moment, it was that actually I was being on a church sign. Oh, oh no. no! The person who screamed this, you're going to hell, happens to be a cop that goes to that church. So he was in his cop car right there, because that's where he always sits. He lives in the community, he loves the church, blah, blah, blah. So homeboy goes to jail that night. Oh, no! <laughs> there was, there was no saving that. There was no saving that. So, yeah. yeah I mean, they pull you like in a drunk pool, and then the next morning you go out. I'm like, oh, cool. I, have a booth for, I had a booth for party to go to. So, yeah. <laughs> Nice. And a badass story to tell. I'm like, where did you go the other night? I you know. said you were going to get aired. It's like, well. Well, what are you sure about that? So that happened also, that also happened to me in the, the USB re, USBG regionals in Charleston. I be, I went outside to, um, in, a, in a party, we got outside to actually get some air because it was really hot. And there were some guys talking. They go into a fight. They pushed some girl that fell on the floor. So I went to help her out. And the cops arrive and they arrested everyone. The guys that got into a fight, the girl that right. fell, and of Just course sweet. the poor, the poor garnish guy that trying to be help, you know, trying to help the girl. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So I went to jail in Charleston for that as well. So I mean, and my friends were like, "So what happened to you last night?" I got well, funny you should ask yeah. because <laughs> I was in a drunk pool apparently, and the cops were like, "Oh, you were in drunk in public." I'm like, "No, I was drunk in private. You made it public by taking me to jail." <laughs> 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 Let's be real here for a second. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. So I tried God, to watch Charleston for now. 
At least, it, at least it was just like a drunk thing. Like they just threw you in the drunk tank. Yeah, it's drunk. Yeah. yeah, all you have to do is just pay a ticket and just get out. Yeah. yeah. But I couldn't pay a ticket because something happened. Like so, I have four names. Like every Spanish man, and my credit card only shows three because four can't fit in there. And because it didn't match with my license, but my driver license, they would not let me use my credit card. That's ridiculous. Pay. Thank you. That's exactly what I say. Oh, I was, I was raging and about to. I say, you know what? You want to go to jail? I'll go to jail. Now for real. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about it for a second. Um, so I had to call. I started calling people. My phone died. It was just a whole shebang. My poor boss at the time. We rented Airbnb, and I had the keys to his car, the keys to the Airbnb. He he had no idea where to go. He slept on a on, on a bench on the street, like the oh, poor shit. boss. I I'm looking at a job. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's true. I, it's only initials on the credit card. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I only have one initial on mine and I have two middle names. I have four. So well, yeah, it, we're it, in the same boat For future here. reference. If you I don't, go, don't if get you arrested go, in Charleston. Do not go to North Carolina. You might. <laughs> I was young, man. I couldn't now. drink. So who knows where it would end up now. Do not go to North Carolina. That's for that, <laughs> oh, yeah. Matt, you're going to go. You're going to go. I love right Charleston. Down, I thought it was great, but I was, it was very different. It was a very long so, time ago. No, Charleston is a great city. I feel like they, they've been trying to clean. You know, it's a very Southern, crazy, all their ideologists. They're trying to keep the you know southern charm unplayed. However, there's a, it's a TV show called Southern Charm that has kind of is a real housewife in that area, and apparently they have damaged the name. And yeah, they actually don't allow in many cities, in many um, bars, restaurants, because they're rowdy and like they just are crazy people. And this the city is like all against that. So in order for them to clean the name of the city. If you leave a bar walking sideways and speaking in cursive, you're going to a drunk pool. Damn. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so they're like heavy on that. Oh, yeah. They're really heavy on that. Like, yeah, so exactly. drunk in public to them is like a freaking... It's, it's like a Friday night for us. <laughs> yeah. 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 Really. That's easy for us to do. Exactly. That's just like me normally. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I was, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, just normal. Like, so I can't leave. I can get there, but I can't leave. Like, <laughs> so are you going to put me up in here? Like, what's going to happen? No, but the city is really cool. And I feel yeah. like you have so many amazing bars. I mean, you have like gin and you have like some like cane it's a fantastic run bar so there are many really really cool bars there that have fantastic bar programs the food is amazing mm-hmm. uh, if you've never been to a food and wine a food and wine uh, festival in Charleston, it's like top of the line like i feel like the one in miami in south beach is great but the one in Charleston is like top notch when you've been behind the bar have you ever had any experiences that were like really memorable to you yeah orlando actually i was pretending orlando is very about shows obviously you know it's disney universal there's so many rides it's all about attraction and I remember one time I was bartending in college, and this was a truly shit show. Like I had, it was a it was a Thursday night. It was very slow, and there was a circus in town, and the circus apparently through all the troubles, going together everywhere. They had some like internal, you know, issues. So the owner of the circus wanted to them to like, hey, let's go together in a bar. You know, let's have fun. Let's let's become a family again. Well, when they, they and they all came to my bar. And I mean, when I say they all came to the bar, like the clowns came to the bar and they're full on dress. <laughs> like full on dress as a clown. The puns in my co- head. I'm just yeah, like about to they explode. Had, <laughs> they had the contortion. I mean, they had the whole circus. I mean, I was I was actually waiting for the elephant to walk into the door. But anyways. Um, <laughs> when an elephant walks in your bar. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's about to get real. Yeah. I have seen, I've seen, I've seen a horse in a bar before. Second person that Second we've had on this. I've know. seen a horse in the bar. Did you ask it why the long face? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my dad would kill me if I didn't say it. <laughs> you got it. No, they didn't ask questions. I, that's some things you don't want to know. 
So <laughs> then, uh, so the clowns go into a fight. Oh, yes. Naturally. You no, know, like a, a physical fight. And I'm like, my barber had just left to get coffee because I'm like, dude, like, I'm about to like, I need some energy right now. Give me some coffee next door. Like, we had a coffee shop next door. So as the clowns are fighting, you're as, like, I need coffee. No, no, right, no, no. right, right before it happened. <laughs> right, he needs backup. Right, right, I know, right before it happened, okay, give me coffee so I can get this shirt show running. And as soon as he leaves, and I, it was a, I think it was like a, it was a, either Wednesday or Thursday. So we only have like a one bartender, one bar back. Well, they start fighting. And I mean, like full on fighting, like chairs being thrown in the air. And I was like, no Satan, not today. I'm going to be right in the corner right here with my phone, <laughs> calling 911 and be like, I'm not going to get involved into this. And I call the, I call the cops and I'm like, what's your message? So, well, it's a fight in my bar. And he's like, who's fighting? I go, the clowns. <laughs> 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 like, sir, you know it's illegal to call that one for, for a joke. And I'm like, no, I'm no joking. For real. This is actually like I have a, a circus here. They're like, sir, you cannot be joking. And I'm like, no, you, please bring a cop. I, I can't do this right now. So they send the cops. And of course, they uh, at, when the cops arrived, they, everything kind of calmed down. They just left. But yeah, it was a, it was a good Shit show, yeah. Holy circus shit. in the bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've never had a circus in the bar. I mean, I've been to I theme like bars are circus theme, and that's fun. But like, there did been nights that are like a circus. That's for sure. Yeah, that's like, a whole other podcast. Like, what's it like to be in a circus? I'm sure, like they yeah. like afterward. I'm sure they get fights all the time. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, somebody yeah. farts on somebody's a, face. A, like that's yeah. it. Now I have pink eye. I can't perform. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there are people that are small, so in that show. So I mean, it's not gonna, it's not right. Fall, Somebody gets know? thrown, another person, like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> touches the wrong nose. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Absolutely, yeah. The motorcycle cage. Somebody like mm-hmm. did, yeah, went the wrong way. That's that. Yeah, so yeah, that's line. one story. I mean, I've had, I got many, many, many crazy. Ones. I think my first day at Mescalero, there were three homeless people that made they made like a huge appearance, and I, I looked at Nathan. They, the beverage director, I'm like, it's my first day here. I don't know if I can deal with this dog. Like, I, I don't know. I'm from, you know, I never, I feel like you see the homeless and the crazies on the street. But when you have, when you have it inside your bar, throwing a fit, I'm like, I don't know if I'm always going to throw a bottle on me. I'm like, this is the money maker. I can, I, yeah. I'm going to be right there in the, uh, the back, you know? So yeah. I take pictures. I need this. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is my, my living, you know? But yeah. Yeah, geez, like that. We barely have like a homeless. Well, we have bouncers now, or we have a door guy at uh, Stella now. But for a while, we didn't. And we never really have like a huge kind of like problem with homeless. We the only problems we have are the kids that hustle candy all the time, oh. which are like born salesmen. Like if those kids like when they get old enough to be hired, like freaking do it. Yeah, because those, like, those be kids are incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but then we also have like one one uh, lady who just. Because we have cushions outside in our smoking patio. And this was like a Monday or, or Sunday or Monday where there's no, we didn't have any security. And she would just constantly, cut. she came in and like tried to sleep out there. And we're like, no, you have to leave. Sorry, sorry. And like, we did this like six times. And finally, like, like all right, like you, you can't come back in here. I'm so sorry. And like a true badass, our, uh, our GM, who was like pretty brand new as far as our GM, he was a regular before, uh, totally like took her aside and like talked to her and like, I forget who he called, but he got somebody to pick her up and take her to like a like a like a house or something, whatever you call that shelter. Like, yes, shelter. Um, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! Like, <laughs> thank you for that. That's like above and beyond. Like, paid for it and everything. And I think got her a meal or something too. But yeah, it was cool. But that's like the only real issues we've had. Nobody coming in with like a flamethrower or like aerosol and poof, I got nothing crazy. But yeah, I mean, a it, chopper. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna chopper. Yeah, I like mean, uh, I think like, uh, when I started, I started working in this bar and they gave me. Um, 
electric. What do you call that? Um, oh, stun taser? baton. Yeah, a, a taser. Oh, I don't know what. <laughs> I, I don't know what. I, I don't know what. Stun baton. I don't know if they actually <laughs> make those. <laughs> 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 really, all the like weird like, fantasy what, for books like, for like zoos or <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> Cattle prod. <laughs> <laughs> no, a taser, sir. I'm, 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 I'm more modern on that. Yeah, I got it. There you go. My bad. I'm it's, in it's, the past. It's, it's LA, 21st century. Tasers do. Well, yeah, that's actually, I mean, that's that's one that happens. Um, do we, we like another story? Yeah, let's get one one more in there. Yeah. One more in there, cool. All right, so I had another one. Um, this guy walking to the bar, sits on the bar, and he looks, I mean, pretty normal to me. Actually, he came in a suit uh, in his 50s and with his wife. I had just gotten three tattoos that came from my grandma's book. My grandma, long story short, uh, pass away. She gave me his book. It had like recipes that she used to make for us when we were younger, like mm. cooking recipes mm-hmm. and cakes and stuff like that. But as you go through the book, it has like, oh, if you have ants in the house, you put bay leaves underneath the cabinets and the ants go away. Like home it's remedies. Like a, yeah, it's like a yeah, home save remedies. all. Yeah, yeah. Like if you have a headache, you know, if you actually have, you loosen your hair, if you have puffing in your eyes, like little like really cool remedies. That's amazing. Oh yeah, amazing stuff. But as you go through it, it gets weird. Like, shit gets real. It has stuff like how to lose a baby if you're Amon's pregnant. How, <laughs> wow, that escalated quickly. How to, yeah, how to cause dementia, how to cause blindness. Like, like voodoo. Like, no, with some kind of witchcraft. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, Grana, Granny. I didn't know this at all. <laughs> and she was like, I mean, what I remember her was a very solid Christian woman going to church like three times a week. So this actually was a little chocolate for me. And then it has like stuff like how to protect your house and a lot of them involve symbols and blood and like taught me full on witchcraft. So I uh, I got three symbols from the book and they were like drawn in her room and they were for protection. So they had them in three different walls. The walls where the door was not located. And that's actually the first tattoo I ever got. I got it in my hand. And then like I had just got them. My roommate had just passed away maybe a month prior. Another crazy story. Like we were together, we lived together for like a good 10 months. And I leave to go on a work trip for a week. I came back and he's he was dead the whole week. Like, oh, yeah, it was insane. Like, yeah, he was he, yeah, he was in his room and this thing. Anyways, that's another story for another day. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So this this guy comes in with his lady. Um, and the guy looks at me, he goes, All right, so I make him two drinks. For one for him, one for his wife. They're from Orlando, I think it was, yeah. And he goes, um, so who's the, who's the old lady that is like speaking in a different language? And I'm like, huh? Like, you know, at this point, I didn't, it didn't pick on me that he could see that people. He was a medium. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's an old lady. And she says, you're welcome for the book. And I had just got the tools like a week prior. And I'm like, well, she has got a real handy. I had a whiskey after this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and as I'm actually literally picking up the, that I show this for myself because I mean, kind of shook me up a bit. He goes, and by the way, Michael, Michael is standing right next to you. He doesn't know that he's dead. Michael was from my roommate's name, by the way. Mm. He goes, Michael's standing next to you. He died. He he's he's playing. He's actually playing video games right next to you. He doesn't know that he's dead. My roommate actually died playing video games. So yeah, that that kind of fucked my my night up. Obviously, you know, I'm like, why do you mean staying next to me? Because yeah, he's right next to you right now. Like he's there playing video game. He doesn't know that he's dead. Whoa. Yeah. What? That's incredible. Yeah, that was a, that was that that was a weird night. That's where sure. I'm like, uh, I'm never gonna see you again because I don't even know if you exist. Like, <laughs> holy crap, that's insane. So that happened in uh, I was working in Saint Augustine at the time, and Saint Augustine, Florida, is the oldest city in the U.S. Beautiful, stunning. Like I, I lived in a house, a 200 year old house, 
with amazing wooden floors and the molding and I mean five feet off the ground and uh, I mean the, the streets are made out of coquina which is seashells from this um, the river um, see they have we have castles we have forts everything is in there it's a very small city but it's just so beautiful how everything is done and uh, uh, the owners of the house were digging in the front yard to add uh, to actually make a nice garden a new garden. And they found a cannon with like human bodies buried in there. So, and that, for the record, is actually very common. That's insane! Holy shit, dude! That's in, that is insane. Uh, it, it's a sea town, you said? No, it's a, it's. I mean, it's it's, it's right by the, the sea. It's on the ocean. It's yeah. near it. Yeah, get a, get a steamboat. In so there it's very yeah, common. There, there could be like. Uh... Did somebody say steamboat? <laughs> Whoa! Hey. Do I know you guys? I think I have been here before, and this... Wait a minute. Am I in Los Angeles right now? Is you are. Mr. Martini! Is that a, whoa, hello, my <laughs> friend. What do you mean, do you know us? Mr. Oh. Martini! All right. He's Mr. Martini. He's coming to town. He's drinking them up, and he's drinking them down. He likes the gin and he likes them dry And he always got a twinkle in his eye He's Mr. Martini He's Mr. Martini He's Mr. Martini He's Mr. Martini Mr. Mr. Martini Well, hello, hello, hello. It is so nice to see everybody, and what a lovely evening it is. Hello, good sir. Good hello. to meet you. Good to meet you. My <laughs> name, for those who don't know, is Jethro Joseph J. Joaquin Martini, but you can just call me Mr. Mr. Martini. Martini. Yeah. We know Mr. Martini. Yeah. yeah, you know. Well, if I could be honest, friends, it's been a hard couple uh, couple months. I... Did you know the the foreclosure happened on the family uh, farm and by the battery? So we lost that. Wait, uh, what? Did you get Did you get arrested in Charleston as well? You well, have quite the name on you. I did get arrested at Tales of the Cocktail a few times. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, I was having quite a too good of a time. But that's neither here nor there. What the hell happened, <laughs> Mister Martini? Well, a few martinis down the gullet, and anything can happen, Jonna. You know about that <laughs> now all too well. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, plead the fifth on that, huh? Yeah, I plead the fifth indeed. Well, my boat is uh, also uh, in the eyes of the International Revenue Service at the moment, so I am a fugitive of the law. If anyone has a couch that I could sleep on for a few nights, I would really appreciate it, but we could talk about that later. For sure. Good to be here. So yeah. wait, you yeah. have no boat now? No, I have a boat. It's parked over in the lake right there. But uh, How it, did you get that boat there? Again, I... You know, once I just pound down a few martinis, I just kind of black out and let uh, Jesus take the wheel and things. <laughs> steamboat kinda... wheel. Jesus take the steamboat wheel. wheel. Well, it's actually a, a, le- a oh, it's the series uh... of levers. Oh, yes, I got and you. Buttons and all that and such. But uh, my training goes back quite a few years. Uh, but yes, the boat is here. I am here. Uh, the police are looking for me. But as you can see, I have new clothes and a new haircut. I'm also wearing some makeup right now. Uh, so it's it's interesting times. <laughs> But I'm glad to be here with you with this lovely drink in my hand, too. My gosh, it is delicious. It is delicious. It is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't expect to see you. I'm like, I'm so amazed. I, I heard that bell in the distance, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe. I thought it was a swan boats. 
But, yeah. Well, could... well, I was honking at the Swan Boats because they were taking up parking space. What was happening? <laughs> I had to pull up to the marina, and I almost got in a fight with the family. A little kid kicked me in the shin. It was it was awful. But you know what? It's it's fine. It's all good. That's nice. great. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad too. Uh, so okay, you said you were at Tales of the Cocktail. I'm yes. so jealous. I have so much FOMO of everyone that was at Tales of the Cocktail because Talk Tales the podcast was not there. Yeah, so sad. That but. was a shame. That was a shame. You know, some people came up to me, told me they saw me in some event with uh, Tales of the Cocktail. Uh, so you know, your name was being talked in certain circles, if that means anything. Oh, but, that's nice. Well, but I was I was there, albeit so brief. I did not have a guest pass, so I was chased out of every single bar and event I went into. Uh, Is that right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I was blackballed from quite a few places. Bourbon Street set up a perimeter of police officers on both sides, so I could not come. They were looking for me. Well, maybe they didn't understand who you were. I yeah. mean, you have that new haircut and everything. The makeup. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, what's I, up with that kiss makeup you're wearing? Well, Paul Stanley was actually a lover of mine uh, at one point. What? And, um, this is just an honor to him. Yeah. How long have you been wearing it's that? Disguise, actually? Oh, this is, uh, I do a little touch up on lipstick every couple days, but uh, this is probably about six days of kiss makeup. As you can see, it's starting to kind of embed into the skin. Yeah. I know. It's and like then, a permanent There's hickey. like some kind of like thing stuck to it, too. Like, yeah. I don't know what, what is that? Like barley? Yeah. Some, I was laying in a bale of hay and some things got kind of clumped on. You know, the ship, we got termites. It's a bad situation. Oof. But, you know, uh, I do love kiss, rock and roll on that, baby party. Every day, I never, I, I never knew this about you. I was crazy. These shit. This I'm actually shit. surprised I, I recognized it. who you were when you walked in. Yeah. Well, I don't even know who I am half the time. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. Mm. Oh, did you? Did you get your? Well, I guess you blacked out, so you don't know. Because there's a lot of like other beautiful steamships up in uh, the Louisiana area. Absolutely. The, the Tales absolutely. of the cocktail. Oh yes. A few of them have a little gambling aspect to them. Well, um, yes, and I am blackballed from all of them. I have an outstanding <laughs> debt, unfortunately. Uh, and you know, I just when I gamble. I start to lose appendages. You know, I'm sure we've all seen the movie Snatch, Frankie Fullfingers, all that stuff. Yes. Uh, anyway, it's it's fine. There are some beautiful ships down there, some beautiful vessels. Not as beautiful as that SS Martini. You know all too well about that, I don't do you, know. Matt? It's a beautifully crafted vessel. I love that boat. That's SS Dirty boat. Sue. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, been, I'm sure there's been several with the, you know. Your memory, Mr. Martini, is so crazy. Oh, it's slipping away every day. <laughs> how, uh, how many decks are on that? Ooh, Whoa, uh, we got the, oh, yes, I know, highly inappropriate, but that's the way I like it. Uh, we got the, the poop deck. We got the Pokemon deck. We got uh, the bicycle deck. We got uh, tape it, deck. the tape deck, absolutely, the, the VCR deck. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. I'm in there quite often. Yeah, quite often. It has a bunch of uh, duct tape in <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's no, held You know together. me and holding things together. Mm-hmm. Very shantily held together, yes. Yeah, so wait, no. poop deck, tape deck. Mm-hmm. Pokemon, deck. Pokemon, Pokemon deck. the bicycle deck, bicycle deck, <laughs> bicycle deck, and um, we have the hardwood deck, and I believe uh, those are the extent Is of the deck. Is it exotic hardwood? Oh, absolutely! It's a mahogany teak combination. God, it's like a meek what? is what it's called. Oh. Meek, it's a meek meek deck. Yes, yes, varnished with my own two hands. Nice, wow, and that's incredible. I do have a question, by the way, for Mr. Martinez. I, I um, <laughs> you know, I did this uh, a few, a few. A few months ago. Yes. And um, I thought of you, actually. Yeah. Um, so I'm known for the walk of shames. Like I said, I pull them all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Especially here in LA. I, I think I got to know 
downtown LA and the breakfast place is amazing. Oh my walk of shame. But, <laughs> but I pull a, I wasn't back in Florida, back in Miami, and um I pull a, a swim of shame. Mm. Oh, mm. Swim of shame. Yeah. Oh boy. Mm. Strong arms. Yeah. Swim of shame. You know, it was a, it was a it was a party in a yacht. I was birthday in the party. And then uh, we kind of go into deck and like after the party, everybody took off. And the captain was like, you know what? We like another ride. I'm like, I'm always down for another ride. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style. Hey, <laughs> I like captain. Tell me the deck. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, which deck was this? <laughs> it was a Pokemon. So we, so we went and we took off and just like, you know, we're in, the, we're in the middle of the, <laughs> we're in the middle of the, uh, big, it's a huge lake, you know, and um, huge, huge lake. Actually, it actually was intercoastal. So it was intercoastal. And I woke up in the morning, and I'm um, you know what? I have to go. Uh, I have to go to school. And uh, I tried to wake up the captain. No waking up. No waking up. No waking up. No waking up. And I had no choice but to put my phone in the bag, my wallet in the bag, and swim to shore. So it was a swim of a swim of shame. Wow. <laughs> have you encountered some of that in your career? Well, I mean, first of all, uh, cheers to you, my friend. We are cut from the same cloth. I can see. <laughs> uh, the swim of shame. Yes, I have seen uh, someone do the swim of shame. It was actually uh, a lover of mine from the late 80s. Um, we just got into an argument in the middle of the night. Uh, he was far too drunk, and I just, I had, I, I needed my space, and he needed his, but I wasn't going to give him a ride back to shore, so I said, my friend, you're going to have to get off this boat right now. <laughs> and he said, I will show you, and he was actually an Olympic diver. He did a beautiful uh, routine <laughs> off the side and just dived straight into the ocean. I haven't seen him since. We were in international <laughs> waters, so it was a long way to swim, but. <laughs> wow. And that's it? You never saw him again? Never saw him again. Oh, Mr. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, it happens. I actually, I had a guy one time. <laughs> happens. It happened. Yeah. I had a guy that had a seizure on me one time. Yeah. As as in, as he's you know on top of me. Oh. And it was what? oh yeah no like full on foam. I freaked out like my dick was bruised for three weeks. Um, <laughs> as it Whoa! happens. As no, it happens. for real. No, it's, that happens. No, it happens. You know, and I, I truly, I, I called nine one one. They took him, blah blah. And I wanted to call the hospital because I was, I was actually concerned. Yeah. I wanted to call the hospital, but I didn't know his name. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I, they, they had no idea who I was talking about. So I, I understand where you're coming. Absolutely. From. <laughs> truthfully, truthfully, I'm there with you. It's a tough yeah. world, but you we know, all gotta live in it. Absolutely, right? you know, mm-hmm. and we gotta guard. Yeah, the yacht life is tough, My dude. Goodness. <laughs> Maybe we're better off at this like studio hole that we Do, always. I are don't in. know. Mm-hmm. Like Tails sounds like quite a change since Sheesh. the one year we've gone. It's gotten rough. Tails, mm-hmm. general, like, oh man, I have not traveled enough. Mm. You know what we should do? We should travel more. Yeah, we should travel more. Get into some more shenanigans. So, Mr. Martini, okay, so your your boat's confiscated. You got this other boat in the lake. You made, disrupted a bunch of uh, kids and families. Mm-hmm. It's a big uh, boat to park in that lake. It is. How big is that boat in the lake right now? <laughs> oh, how big is your boat? Oh, the boat is about uh, sixty five in length and uh, forty five in width. So it's it's a big boat. It yeah. takes a lot. Party it takes song. takes a good a good amount of man to park it. But you know, sixty-five. Yeah, okay, yeah. And, uh, I'm like and, imagining and, and thirty-five <laughs> in depth right and about a yeah. twenty-eight and a half in uh, circular motion. So, so yeah. okay, uh, so you don't remember how you got that boat to the lake here? I don't remember, but I oh know shit, Mister Martini, you know what? You got a freaking GoPro on your head, man. Oh, I do. Is that what this thing? I <laughs> thought this was a growth coming out of my head. Let me just hold on. A second. 
Oh, yeah. Little, uh, yeah, let me see that oh, thing. Yeah, there you go. It might smell a little bit. There you go. <laughs> oh, Sorry oh about that. man, there's like barnacles on this did. thing. 100% yes, good they are barnacles. Oh, okay. Here, Matt, take this. I don't want it. Uh, oh. t- all right. All right, fine. All right. Let's Ugh. let's see what's what? on this bad boy, huh? Now, what are you plugging into that thing there? You can play. I got, yeah, no, I got a whole screen projection that's happening. <laughs> oh, wow, you do. Is that, well, you, we're is watching that, a movie. You're drawing it down, I'm assuming. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I there's some water in the in the <laughs> container there that needed to come out. There you go. <laughs> I got to unseal it. Sorry about that. For preservation purposes. <laughs> oh, they, oh, there you are, Mr. Martini, on the big screen right now. Oh, look at that. That's a handsome fella. Wait, who, who's who's filming you right there? Oh, uh, we don't talk about that. Oh. oh is this, looks like your butt. Oh, my God. That... That camera just fell on the de- the poop deck. No, yes, that's the, that's the bicycle. No, smell. that is the poop deck. Oh wait, yes, now exactly. no, Mr. Pretty you're like going to grab the the camera right now from oh, whoever had that camera. Is that what I'm doing? Oh wait, what is that substance of, that's flowing? Mr. Martini, what is it? Oh, okay, you have the... Oh, no, it just cut. It just cut. I that's was weird. Highly intoxicated at the time. Things Apache. Uh, is that a what is that? Some rust on the side? Is that blood? I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, oh, gross. Oh, there you are. Okay. Oh, this is a whole new scene. You have... Mm-hmm. Okay. It's on your head, it seems like. Yeah, those look like your shoes. Yeah, Okay, so... Are. Oh, you're walking down the, the Pokemon deck. Mm-hmm. That looks nice. Oh, it's a beautiful deck. <laughs> that looks nice. Oh, okay. So the boat is going pretty quickly towards shore right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, again, let Jesus take the wheel. That point, <laughs> oh, you know. God. He's... It, Wait, who is that guy with the wheel? That was literally Jesus. Oh. Uh, he was uh, he's my first no, he's my second mate. Uh he but he's excellent at parking these ships. When I tell him, Jesus, take the wheel, he just hops on down and I get to pour myself <laughs> another drink. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You uh, I are forgot the crew aspect to this whole ship situation. <laughs> oh, it's just Jesus. There's oh. no other crew. So you have a second mate but not a first? I have no idea how he got there. I found him down hanging out in some uh burlap sacks underneath the poop deck one time. Like, you know, if you're gonna stay here, you better work, son. And here and he's, he's handled your ship, the ship duties ever since? He can park it. That's for damn sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, look at you there with the martini. You're mm. just lounging on, over there on the uh, bicycle deck with all mm. those bicycles. That's that's so nice. The yeah. yeah. None of them work, actually. They're all in perpetual states being repaired, you know. So. Wait, are, are you, do you deliver? Are these those? What are those scooters that are all over Los Angeles? Birds. Those, they're not, but, oh, yeah. Are you part of that? Do I you am. deliver scooters and bikes all over it's funny you mentioned States? that. That's actually my, my job right now is I am a deliverer of limes and birds and Sherpas all over the country. <laughs> I drop them off. So if you wonder how they get there, you're looking at Mr. Them. Martini. Watch out for that steamboat. Dropping those nuisances on every corner. That's right. Surprise oh, my me. God. Wait a second. Jesus has just drove the boat straight onto shore. Is it? Oh, my. Jesus. What are you? Oh, Jesus. Well, Do you, you don't you know, remember any of this? Literally, a, you just... Rolled off of five bicycles, did a flip down to the poop deck again, and you're literally sitting in shit. <laughs> yeah. Your own shit. Alcohol makes us do some strange things now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> My God. Yeah, some do. Oh, yeah. It, it, this is all in a day's work for me. You know, this is nothing special. I'm glad you, you have an enjoyment out of these little Looney Tune shows that we're watching right now. But this is just me. This is the way that I live my life. So here we are. <laughs> wow, I'm surprised you you're alive. To be honest, yeah, me too. Oof. Me too. It's a it's a struggle. It really is. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's it's kind of pulling together. Well, the amazing thing about this whole boat, though, which I didn't realize, is that except for this amazing footage that we actually retrieved, is 
that it has wheels too. Yes, it's a hybrid. Yeah, a true hybrid. <laughs> Land so, and wait, sea. Wait, did you take that thing right straight down the like the one ten or what? Yeah, the one ten, the four hundred five, the two eighteen to the ten. Again, nice. you know, naturally, I, that's I a lost. wild route. Yeah, it, it was. Wound no up surface the, streets, huh? No. Gotcha. What? Oh, Jesus God. took a took a break on from the wheel. No, Jesus was tired and he was sleeping in the back. So he let you take the wheel. He well, he I didn't. can't. You can't even see out of two eyes. Yeah, it was just a, a <laughs> Mr. Toad's, Toad's wild ride, was what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know his stuff with automobiles. He's a little rough on him. Oh yes, he is. All right. Well, now that we know how you got here. I'm happy you're here. Me as well, my friends. It's always lovely to see you and to meet new friends as well. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Cheers. 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 Yeah, cheers all around. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, right. Mr. Martini, you, you just yeah. you just hang tight. And, I, you know, I do have an extra couch. And so until your legal uh, situations and criminal situations like kind of simmer down, <laughs> uh you can chill out. I appreciate you. I really do. And if any, I apologize ahead of time if any police come knocking at the door or if I've mentioned anything that will bring you as an accessory of the, after the fact of any crimes I have committed. I apologize ahead of time. Just want to let you know. All anyway. Right. That's yeah. fair. Not, yeah. <laughs> I think so. That's reasonable. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. You guys want to play a game? I love games. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. So we're we're going to play uh, rapid guest questions. Number two. Yeah. <laughs> Redo, Redux. Redo. Uh, so basically, we're going to ask questions, and you're going to answer them as fast as poss- possible. Ball. Yes. Got it? Yes. Got it? Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Verbally build a Bloody Mary your way. All right, onions, tomatoes, garlic, black garlic, roast them, uh, make a juice out of that, cachaça, infuse it with crab legs. Uh, squid ink, salt, a touch of vinegar there, and uh, yeah, ice and garnish, garnish it with, uh, with tacos. I mean, what else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. Sorry, <laughs> Mr. Martini. I'm just going to go buy one of his Bloody Marys. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Some crab legs. Ooh, mm-hmm. uh, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Uh, uh, the best of what I'm drinking. I would say uh, a good three bites. Yeah. I don't lick. I bite. That's what I was going to say. I don't know how many licks, but I know it takes one bite to get through one of yes. those. <laughs> Name three Amaros. Go. Uh, Montenegro Amaro, uh, Lucano Amaro, and I will say Chinar 70. Mm. Chio Chiaro, Nonino, uh, Angelino. Nice. All right. Oh, here we go. Uh, name three Amigos. Casamigos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's brilliant. Go for it. I love that. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Chevy Chase. <laughs> there you Those go. My three amigos. <laughs> uh, customers sleeping on the bar, what do you do? <laughs> Water them up and call an Uber for them. Yeah, easy. Nice. Customer asks you for a gin cocktail made with vodka and you accidentally still make it with gin. What do you do? Put some oh. soda water. They have no idea why. Obviously, they know what they're ordering. I'm going to add a little olive juice and just make that a martini. (laughs) (laughs) If you had to do one thing for eternity over and over and over and over and over again and nothing else, what would it be? Drink whiskey. (laughs) Nice. Drink a martini. (laughs) Scat man. (laughs) Skip it a big bop. For writing any of this, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Oh, here we go. Scat man. Scat, scat, scat. Verbally scat. I would shake a cocktail. The fuck you say? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like verbally, verbally make face. ice noises. Oh, okay. Like how yeah. your like sound of the cocktail that you shake. I mean, I use, I use one hand, so I got. And then I just said, drop it like it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, the best cocktail to make on an airplane. Ooh, um, you know, in an airplane, you keep it simple, man. I know, just whiskey. Nice whiskey. Yeah, whiskey rocks. Whiskey mm, rocks. That's good. I like a nice vodka and a cran apple. You know they always have on the American flights. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know you went into the air. Well, that's a little secret I like to keep for myself. Oops, <laughs> it's out of the box. <laughs> if you could choose any celebrity to come to your bar, who would it be? So it's crazy because actually I I did a I did a I bartended for her um, a few months ago. It was a really fun party, even though she wasn't like like just drinking like like craft cocktails. But she was really, really cool to hang out with. And I would like love for her to go to a bar and just like have some drinks. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Mm. Oh, awesome. That's nice. a cool one. Had to be Jack Nicholson for me. Just love to have a conversation with the guy. Nice. His brain. Uh, a movie is being made about your life as a bartender. Who would you cast as yourself? Uh, Colin Farrell. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. I can see it. Jack Nicholson. Nah. <laughs> I should have seen that coming. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think these questions could be a little weirder? Please get weirder. <laughs> okay, then. If you could bathe in a barrel of bourbon, a barrel of rum, or a barrel of wine, which would you choose to bathe in? Ooh, um, I will say I will say wine. It's good for the skin. And it has to be apothic. Mm, that's good. I'd get the rum. I want to keep it nice and sweet. <laughs> love it. Love it. And <laughs> finally... Absolute just came out with a new wacky flavor vodka. What's its name? Uh, condom flavor. <laughs> <laughs> that is wacky. Mr. Martini's poop deck. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo! Bravo. Wipe the deck with shots of that. Oh right. <laughs> it's sterile. Oh my gosh! I don't want to have that martini. I don't know. Right? Got a condom flavored. Uh, I don't know about I mean, that. It's, uh, USBJ loving it. <laughs> if, is that what when they say ba- like it's kind of like that band aid flavor? Don't you think Mezcal kind of has a little condom flavor? Yeah, it's like it's a little condom flavor going on there, but slightly you know. latex. Yeah, you uh, know. Yeah, I mean, lamps game is good, but you know, you know kind of. <laughs> Speaking of flavors and drinking, our mixtress did make an amazing cocktail so today, good. and I want her to get on this mic, this hot mic for this hot mixtress, and tell us what we are drinking today. Guess who's back? Who's back again? Boom, our mixtress, Boom, is here. She always knows just what to make. She'll pour, she'll stir, she'll even shake. What she serves is what you'll drink. And when she's done, you just can't think. Cause Cause you're drunk. Boom. Hi, hello. It's been a while. How are you guys? (laughs) What's up? Good. So very straightforward cocktail. Um, it's vodka Chopin. Shout out to Chopin. Shout out to um, them yes. helping us in our event that we just had recently. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. And now mm-hmm. we're making a cocktail with Chopin. Uh, a little bit of Chopin, uh, a little bit of uh, overproof Jamaican rum, which seems to be like my thing as of lately. Like, let's just a little bit of overproof Jamaican rum to that and make it that much better. Um, some charred pineapple syrup. 
It was intended to be a grilled pineapple, but I forgot, and then it burnt. But then it turns out it makes a really delicious syrup and some citrus from my neighbor's uh, yard. It's a lot of lemons, so I stole some. Sorry, neighbors. So yeah, that up. And it's uh, refreshing, delicious, and uh, cheers, you guys. I hope you guys enjoy. No, it's amazing. It's perfect, it's amazing. perfect for this, mm-hmm. and this I love warm shopping day. too. So yeah, amazing. It's amazing. And Adele just competed in a really freaking cool competition. I lost, but <laughs> dude, but she 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 held it down. Yeah, held it down. Represented. She put. It was the liquor forty three competition. Doing come here. Uh, what was what was what was the competition about? Uh, it was a, a carajillo competition, which is literally like I love carajillo so. So, what'd you make? Sh- shocker, shocker. I did it overproof Jamaican rum. <laughs> <laughs> Cocktail with banana liqueur. Um, it's a coffee infused overproof uh, Jamaican rum, banana liqueur, um, cold brew, and of course, like a 43, which was, you know, a, a true carajillo coffee and vanilla that flavor profiles. But mm-hmm. it was really cool to be in a room with a lot of really experienced bartenders and like they were doing some cool shit. Like one of the girls that I met, she did like blueberries and coconut. And I'm like, I would have never thought of that, that with cold brew and, and she nailed it. And the girl who won, and I was really stoked that was a female. I mean, no offense, male bartenders, but it was really empowering to see a female win this competition. And um, it was really cool. Everybody was very, very uh, supportive. And they're like, I showed up with no glassware and no eyes. I'm like, oh, what do you mean I have to be my own glassware? Like, I've never competed before. So it was kind of like definitely a learning experience. Um, but the girl who won, she she's uh, she's done a few of these. She's like been around the block kind of. She's a very experienced bartender. She was very empowered. She's like, oh, don't worry, honey. Like, next time you'll know better. You'll learn the ropes. And three from now, you'll be winning. So she was really nice and really sweet. And shout out to her. I can't remember her name. I'll look it up later. We'll add, we'll <laughs> but she add was very sweet in. and really amazing. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was a really cool experience. Mm. Killing it, dude. Yeah. I think, wasn't Holly in that? Holly was in that. Yeah, yeah shout out Holly, Holly Tripp trip yeah. for rolling she through. She was in it. Yeah, you know, so. I um I have been in so many competitions in my life, and I have won, and I have lost, and, and I have learned throughout all of them. And the one thing I know, actually, like is uh, I'm all about female empowerment, especially since it's a very heavy... Um, male-dominated industry. Absolutely. And I mean, I have so many friends of mine that are amazing bartenders. I mean, I just... And I, my sister, she's a bartender. She's like, she's I mean, she's under my umbrella. Like, I'm trying to, like, teach her. And, like, you know, she she started bartending, like, just um, a few months. She was a bar back. And I'm like, hey, you have to start as a bar back. I mean, I need to learn, learn how to clean the floor. And then you'll learn how to fucking win a competition. Like, mm-hmm. but I need you to, like, learn the whole aspects of the whole career, you know? It's and like building blocks, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, she, and now she's great, and she's bartending in Miami, in, in Florida. Uh, she's in St. Augustine, and, you know, I she's going to kill it. And I'm all about that female empowerment because, you know, you guys bring it and kill it and passionate. And you have so many skills that we, male, we don't have. Mm-hmm. So you have that patience and you have the love. You just, just so many things that you bring to a table that... There's no way I could ever have that. Multitasking. Mo- hey! <laughs> all right, all right. Back it up, y'all. Back it up. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not get crazy here for a minute. <laughs> but that being said, uh, I, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on Talk Tales. Uh, this has been fantastic. A, amazing episode. Amazing stories. Let's take this time real quick to do any plugs, like uh, Instagram handles, things coming up that you would like to share with the, our listeners that they can come see you or uh, check you out on the social medias and all that kind of good stuff. 
Of course, yeah. Well, my name is Jose Romero. Actually, people don't know my name. Like, I, I get approached, especially doing tells. Oh, my God. Like, I, I could hear. Like, I have button ears. Like, you could hear everything around you. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, the guy is <laughs> And I'm like, okay, I don't know what it's saying, but this look at the tension about me. No, so, like, well, Jose is my name. Obviously, the, the garnish guy is my handle. Um, what if the entire time there was this other guy kind of near you all the time that was also the garnish guy and like they're like <laughs> so no so it's actually a garnish girl and I have we talked on Instagram a lot she's very sweet she's this really cute thing girl um, and you I, guys team up I, so I see her I see her all the time and I get messages like oh my god do you know it's like uh, it's a garnish girl okay that's my ex-wife fuck that bitch <laughs> 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 but no she's actually she's, she's amazing she's very sweet and she's the cutest thing ever um, well yeah like uh, the garnish guys people call me that all the time. I mean, I get, I get, I call many things, but uh, the garnish guys one thing of them. But Jose Romero, uh, follow me Instagram as the garnish guy. I work in downtown LA in an amazing bar called Mescalero. We just released our new menu of, uh, a couple, actually a month ago now, and we have some really cool stuff from like carnitas infused um, mezcal uh, to go along with like. Uh, pepperoni juice to make an amazing martini. Hello, amazing martini. Hello, hello. Just gonna put it out there for you. Um, <laughs> I would do have a rice and beans cocktail. We um, tickle the beans. <laughs> tickle the beans. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Um, and we have we have a, like a chiles cocktail. So we have some really good stuff that actually our cocktail menu that we created. They're heavily obviously on mezcal. We have a lot of infusion. We do like mezcal and gin. We do mezcal and tequila. I have one mezcal and cachaza. So obviously, like we try to, you know, do uh, soup, you know, like give that flavor, the different different flavor profiles that come in to like taste them out. So you can go from the sweet to the tart to the smoky to the flavor to the herbal to the vegetal to the spirit forward to the brining. So you're able to actually get every flavor that you're all about, and you taste that in the menu. Um, so very happy. It's Miss Calero, downtown LA. Come heck, come hang out. Um, if I'm not working, send me a message. I live close by. I will come sit next to you, have a drink, and two or three and three shots. I mean, have a good time. Oh, <laughs> That's what the go. industry is about. It's about sharing and having fun. And actually, I do that all the time. People like message me because I'm only, I'm only there like two or three days a week. Um, and people message me, hey, dude, I'm here at your bar. Where are you? I'm like, oh, well, why don't you just say that? I'm in bed watching Netflix. However, I need a drink. I'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's all about that. It's about hanging out and it's about like meeting people. It's about sharing and caring and um, showing that we care about hospitality and we care about what we do and we care about what we represent. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's what I do. And uh, I'm sure like, I'm in travel all the time. I work with Monkey Shoulder for the Bad Monkey Labs so in different cities all the time. Um, from BCV to Tales. I'm actually doing fashion shows next month. So, um, yeah, if uh, you see me around, please. I And this is actually sounds really crazy and stupid. Come say hi. Like, come say hi. Like, I actually get people from the corner take a picture and be like, oh, the garage guy. And, like, they take a picture from, like, another corner, but they will not dare to say hi to me. I'm like, come, just come over. Have, have a show with me. Like, just give me a hug and be like, yo, homie, like, we love what you do, and I'm, I want to know. I want to know about you. I want to know what in you know. I want to know what people are doing. I want to know what you're working on. I want to know what you love when you like. And that's this industry. It's yeah, like we, we all get inspiration from each other. So absolutely, it's, it's, absolutely. So yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's been amazing, honestly, truly. Dude, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Mr. Martini, would you like to reveal your secrets? Well, yes. Let me just uh, switch gears here. Well, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. So thank you again for having me on the show, guys. Always love being on here. My name is Riley Chandler. My Instagram handle is life underscore of underscore ribeye. And uh, I am an actor and bartender at Kohl's. Uh, formerly used to be a bartender with Shauna, which 
Miss you. But uh, no, come down anytime. They're Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so all weekend. I'd love to serve you a drink and talk. And uh, if you want to IMDB me, you can see what stuff I got coming up because there actually is some stuff. Hey-o. Thank God. Hey. Yeah, Riley. Oh, yeah. They always love the Talk Tales crew. And uh, Josue, it's been a great episode with you, brother. Oh, such a delight, man. Yeah, a little cheers. 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 Yeah, nice. Cheers to the Talk cheers, Tales guys. fam. Cheers, cheers, cheers. <laughs> Still got a little left. Awesome. Yes, and Matt, let's do this. Let's do it. So if you have an amazing story and you want us to tell it or be a possible guest on TalkTales, you can go to our website at www.talktalesthepodcast.com. And on our homepage, you can submit your stories via email at talktalesthepodcast at gmail.com. No joke. And if you like our show, do us a solid. Subscribe and leave us a review. It's so important to us. And this is a DIY project and all the love we get helps us grow and if that love comes in the form of a charitable donation you can share that love on our patreon page which you can find the link on our website talktalesthepodcast.com or on patreon.com backslash talktalesthepodcast i also want to thank our good friend josh for composing our theme song thanks to my brother-in-law grayson for creating our amazing badass logo and rashid you are the dream man of edits and if we sound this is amazing because of you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and while all of us on TalkTales are above the legal drinking age and enjoy serving and drinking alcohol, we do so responsibly and ask that you do the same. So please do not consume alcohol and drive. That's a big no-no. Don't do it. And thank you so much, Adele, for being the best uh, mixtress of the land, of the world, of the universe, and beyond. Beyond? What's bigger than the universe? Who knows? The multiverse. Adele? Oh, the multiverse. There you go. The Marvel my universe. My butt. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being the best mistress of my butt. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-oh. Ooh, oh, here we go. <laughs> Things are getting weird. Yep. Let's go out on a cheers, cheers before cheers. the real weird stuff happens. <laughs> cheers. cheers before the butt stuff. <laughs> cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Talk tail. Talk tail. Talk tail. Talk tail. Talk tail. Talk tail.